Welcome, everybody, to the All Elite Zone podcast. This is a very special episode of Talking Elite. Um, as you know, we have a huge pay-per-view coming on tomorrow that um, is AEW's uh, 2023 Revolution. So we're going to go through our predictions of time and recording of what the matches um, will turn out to be, um, see the results, and anything that could magically happen. Um, just give you guys a heads up. Connor might not be on. Um, he had something come up, so... He might pop in a little bit in, in here in a little bit, um, and then we'll have Aiden, of course, joining us here very shortly. Um, but before we bring those guys in, let me introduce you to my favorite tag team partner. He is the heart and soul of Talking Elite. Please welcome Adam. Hello. Hello, Lane. Hello, everybody. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, I know there was a change up to our um, our shows this week with Ring of Honor officially um starting back up so i am super super excited for ring of honor and very proud that we finally even though it's on a streaming service we finally have ring of honor television um what were your thoughts about ring of honor coming back do you see anything from thursday um i watched some highlights of it uh like i said i'm still running on mobile hotspot i don't have internet yet um but uh yeah, from what I can tell, I'm really excited that the you know that they're getting Ring of Honor is getting their own stories and everything like that. So um, I'm very excited about it. Um, I know for a fact that I'm going to try to get the streaming service for sure. Um, I know they're going to be doing a lot of the shows in Florida too. So you know maybe one day I'll <clears throat> make my way over there and check out some of the Ring of Honor uh, shows in Orlando. See, that's one thing that I, I give that old like TNA kind of vibe to it now, um, just because like I said they were doing it on a soundstage at Universal. So, and f- for you to be that close, I'm I would be so excited to see you go and have fun. Um, it's something that I want to hopefully hopefully they'll tour eventually or maybe even do it before um, Dynamite. Um, but I would love to see some Ring of Honor. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know they also did um, a couple of. Um, um, I don't know if it was dark or elevation matches as well during the ring of honor uh, shows at Orlando at universal. Um, So you kind of get both, you know, wrestlers from both ring of honor and AEW, you know, at the, at the sound stage. So yeah, no, I would love to eventually, you know, check the schedule and um, eventually go and go to a taping because they're not expensive actually. So not expensive tickets. Yeah, that's um, that's one thing that I have to admit that TK's I think done well, is he's kept ticket prices pretty reasonable. And I'm happy to hear that with Ring of Honor because that's going to be you know if we if we can keep that off hot you know because there was a lot of great matches that um, I was looking at the match cards and I'm like oh my gosh you have friend of the show Tony Deppin on there you have of course now you have Eddie Kingston that sounds like he'll be fully uh, transitioning over. Um, you have one of my favorite female wrestlers, Lady Frost, now as part of ROH, it sounds like. Um, so what do you think about like having AEW talent mixed with indies, mixed with some ROH guys that were on the brand before the hiatus? Like, what is your take on that? Do you think they should so, be? So, and that's it's crazy you asked me because I was just thinking about that uh, very thing. I mean, you look at when, you know, Ring of Honor hit tough times. And everybody just kind of just left, you know, because Ring of Honor has kind of closed their door. Um, and Tony Khan came in, swooped in, bought it. Um, I mean, a lot of the talent that were there moved on to other, you know, promotions. So I don't mind um, some of the talent from AEW that aren't getting utilized, whether it's beyond Dynamite, Elevation, or Dark, to be brought over to Ring of Honor. Um, just to kind of give that brand a little bit of elevation. So I think it's actually a good thing. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, friend of the show, Tony Deppin, you know, had had a match over there. And, you know, uh, future, hopefully future guest of the show, Lady Frost, um, had her match over there with Willow Nightingale. Um, so I, I think it's a good, good call to have some of those you know, wrestlers utilized from AEW in the Ring of Honor brand. Especially um, with, um, I love. Did you watch the uh, promo that Eddie Kingston put out um, right after hit after that uh, ladder match? Uh, I read it. I mean, I follow some of his tweets, so yeah. I, I mean, I kind of follow around with his response. Like I thought it was some. I think um, after watching that, I think Eddie Kingston's probably going to the face of Ring of Honor. If if 
I think that'd be a good spot for him. You know, let him have some gold. You know, I don't know if you would have him be on both shows, um, you know, have a storyline, you know, with uh, Santana and Ortiz crossover um, into ROH. Of course, you have all the drama with Claudio that they teased at last year's Blood and Guts. So there is there's a lot they could do, I feel like, with Eddie Kingston and actually have him be a face of a company. Yeah, no, I don't I don't blame that at all. I think it would be a good match between him and Claudio. I mean, that's what they're setting up for Supercard. Um, so I think that'd be a really good main event, uh, ring of honor world championship between those two and maybe pull the trigger and let Eddie, Eddie Kingston be, you know, be the, be the head, be the, the, the king of ring of honor for the time being and how it rolls the fans are behind him. Um, so, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, all right, Hey, give him the world title and let, you know, Claudio come do his thing in, uh, AEW. Yeah. I feel like, um, I think now, like, just looking at some of the talent, like, looking at, like, Brian Pillman Jr., the Dark Order, there's a lot of talent um, that I feel like now could actually have a time to shine. And then you also have, you know, people like Bandito, you have Roosh, you know, you have, you know, now look at the p- potential of having, you know, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson come over for, you know, a couple matches here and there, or Adam Cole, like, or even eventually CM Punk, you know. There's a lot of potential on what could be with this Ring of Honor brand, and hopefully – this will also help with some of the booking decisions that um, Tony's had issues with in the past, especially with having that huge, massive roster. Hopefully it all starts to make sense. I'm hoping like, it's not hundred percent guarantee at time of recording. No, I mean, and that's, and that's the thing. I think the reason why Tony was bringing all those ring of honor guys over to AEW, and, you know, you hear people saying, oh, they're bloating the roster. It's like, well, there is a plan They they just have to get, you know, deals done and, then that's when the roster sorting will happen to where, where can we put this group of wrestlers in this roster and this roster here, you know, what stories are essential to both brands. Um, so I honestly do think a lot of um, performers in AEW that don't get, you know, a lot of time on TV, then go over to ring of honor and really shine. Definitely. It's one of those things that I'm hoping that, People, I don't know. I, think, I hope people like come to Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor has been. I feel like it was a lot of, for a lot of people that's in both major companies. Really, like it was a lot of you know their time to shine. Look at people like you know Styles, Seth Rollins. You know you had um, you had of course you had you know D- you know Brian Danielson. You know you had CM Punk. You had Joe. How many like world class wrestlers came out of Ring of Honor and actually to be to be honest with you inspired the you know the modern. Um, you know, the modern NXT when that was all hot when they were almost signing up everybody from NXT to go. Yeah, no. Um, and, and honestly, it'd be great to have those ring of honor vets, uh, you know, over at ring of honor from time to time to, you know, kind of, uh, help grow that brand as well. And, um, honestly, I mean, you, you really, you, you almost don't need them. Um, but you know, I, I see it as ring of honor being, you know, the time for independent wrestlers to come over and actually shine under the Ring of Honor um, banner. Yeah, I feel like now you have, um, especially, I think especially with, um, especially like with New Japan um, and Impact Wrestling, I feel like that would be the best place to invest in some of those guys that don't get a lot of TV time, especially with like a Forbidden Door 2 that's rumored to be happening in June, I believe. Is there June mm-hmm. or July? I think what Bleacher Report stated. So you have a lot of you know crossover matches. I feel like that'd be a great way to help build up um, you know that that card because I feel like that was one little downside with last year's Forbidden Door with some of the builds you know weren't a hundred percent there. So this might I, th- I think this having this will happen. You could bring over stars to help get them you know used to a modern audience. Yeah, no, for sure. And even though it's a streaming service um, for Ring of Honor. It's still a, a platform uh, for wrestlers that, you know, don't normally get that kind of platform. Um, yeah. And uh, like I said, like you, you get um, the forbidden door coming around with, you know, new Japan wrestlers. Um, but will they have it in Chicago again? Probably. I'd like to see um, if they're going to keep the forbidden door going. I'd like to see them change cities every, every other year like maybe do Chicago one year and then, you know, another city and 
Well, look at that. There is a lot of that's one thing that with AEW, it's like bringing back the territory system. Yeah. You know, so, you have, but, you know, it's, you know, you have Dallas, you have, you know, you have, you know, California, you have, there's so many places that, that would still have that hot crowd. Right. And that's, and that's what it is. It's also sticking with the territories. I mean, with AEW, they're mostly in the Midwest and, you know, East, you know, East coast, South, um, you know, they get, you know, Florida, you got a lot of Chicago, there's a lot of Cleveland, there's, you know, um, Carolinas, all that stuff. So it is kind of a sense of old school, like territorial wrestling. So, yeah. And they like said, especially, I would love to see it in Japan. I think really, if we're going to do a forbidden door, I think Japan would be, I think that would be the one that I would definitely want to do right around Wrestle Kingdom. Because then that way, you have, to, if you have talent that's already on Wrestle Kingdom's card, then you can have them go over you know, have like your A and B team where you have some guys stay here in the States and have some guys go over to, you know, Japan and almost do a two night event. It, it would be kind of hard though, just because, um, just travel stuff and just also just the show. I mean, if you had the idea of maybe like a, a two night where it'd be like in two different locations, like, like I think of it like, um, when they did it, I keep forgetting which one it was. Old an old school WrestleMania where they did it in two or three different cities and they broadcast mm-hmm. it. Um, I can feel like they can do that with uh, Forbidden Door where they have a two night event, one taking place in Japan and one taking place in the states, and either yeah. double telecast it or you know have it you know different and just and do it that way. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, let's start diving into the card here. I'm not sure if Aiden's going to make it, um, but we'll just start in, in, on the card and we'll, we can always, uh, have him continue on where we're at. So, um, the first one that I want to talk about, we'll talk about, um, the no holds barred, um, <laughs> basically match between, uh, Christian cage and Jungle boy in that buried alive match. Um, how are you feeling going into this match? I feel like it's going to be a cinematic. Um, I don't think it's going to be live. If it yeah, is, yeah. it might start off in the arena. And as they go backstage, that's when like the pre-recorded stuff might kick in. Um, just because I don't know how much of a hundred percent Christian is with his, his was it shoulder. Um, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Shoulder. Yeah. So I don't know how a hundred percent he is with that. So I feel like during Christian's entrance, you know, um, uh, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry will come out, beat him up, and then they'll make their way like through the crowd and do that stuff and then make it backstage. And then you might see a cut um, of all the pre-recorded stuff. But, I mean, again, I never know because I don't know how they're going to go about this, this, what they're they're calling the final burial match. So I, I don't know how they're going to go about it. It might be a cinematic. I don't know. It might be might be live. I I don't know. Um, it's something different. Um, I mean, it's not different because we've seen buried alive matches in in WWF. Um, but but it's something different that it's. I don't know. It's I, I guess we'll have to see because I just I have I have no idea. Yeah, um, I feel like going into this one, I want it to be live. I, I I know it would be a better cinematic match, but I think if they could, you know, go back to how you know some of the magic with the Undertaker was and bring back, you know, bring that drama, bring that anticipation, um, have them, of course, like I said, brawl all across the arena into you know the foyer. Yeah, I want to see that, and I want to see Jungle Boy. I want to see him bury Christian alive. I yeah, really I mean, want to see call. Jungle I... Boy bury Christian alive on that one. Yeah, I think this is the point where. You know, Jungle Boy Jack Perry wins and puts that feud to bed. I mean, he's already pa- he already passed Luchasaurus at full gear with the cage match. I think with this match, it's just completely done with Christian and just done. Um, that way, we can move along to possibly get Jack Perry some singles titles um, in twenty twenty three. Yeah, um, who would you like to see? You know, Jungle Boy face next. Like, do you want him to have another singles like you know uh, feud or? Do you want to just build him up, you know, have him just get some not easy victories, but get some pretty good victories and then have him, you know, win like a ladder match or a battle royale at the next pay-per-view? Um, I'd like to see him win a couple of good TV matches. And then obviously 
either at um, all in or all out, have them, you know, win a win a battle royal and earn that um, title shot against MJF. Um, I think Jungle Boy Jack Perry, there's something special about him. I think I've mentioned it numerous times on this show. There's something special about Jack Perry that <clears throat> if anyone is going to, you know, take the title off of um, MJF, Jack Perry might be your best option. He gets great crowd reaction. Um, and, and again, the talent in the ring just, just shows it. Um, I, I think he's, I, I think he's poised to have a very, very successful 2023. Yeah, I can definitely see. I think he'll, ha- I think he'll be one of the most talked about wrestlers this year. And then uh, even the start of next year, um, I said, going back to the whole, like, who do you build up to face against MJF? And I think you have to kind of tell that pillar storyline with having people like Sammy and Jungle Boy, specifically Jungle Boy, really. I feel like he's been one of the most consistently booked wrestlers on AEW where, every, you know, he's had a couple like big losses, but the thing is, it hasn't derailed his momentum or the fans' um, love for the guy. Right, no, and and like you said, it's that story's there about the pillars of AEW. Um and I think the build to that story between those two, I think you're going to sell a, a pay-per-view um, with those two. I mean, they're two young talents, um, both early 20s. So I, I think the story is there. So uh, do you got uh, Jungle Boy winning this feud in this match? I do. Yes, I got Jungle Boy Jack Curry winning. Okay, next one. I'm not sure if it's going to be on the buy-in or if it's going to be on the regular card, but Stokely Hathaway versus hook i feel like this one's pretty straightforward with hook winning and then probably something between ethan page and matt hardy yeah no and i i'm with you i think i think they'll be on the zero hour card um before the pay-per-view uh this this is this scene this match alone seems like a zero hour match um and yeah i see hook um I see Stokely playing the whole running away from hook angle. <laughs> Try when you know when the bell ring gets out of the ring and then hides behind like Big Bill or you know Ethan Page and all that stuff hiding behind the firm and you know Hook pretty much doing the whole beating the odds of the firm and then finally getting his hands on Stokely and 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 just destroying him and winning. Um, and then obviously the firm coming in and. Um, some hesitation from Matt Hardy to where him and Ethan Page get some heat with each other, um, but yeah, no, I see, I see Hook win- winning this match easily. Yeah, like I feel like this one's gonna be more focused on um, basically. I think your outside participants in this one. I feel like it's, I feel like it's gonna be more of that driven with story wise. Um, I feel like I said it's gonna be a solid match. I feel like maybe a good bathroom break match or just a. Uh, quick you know filler match to just help us get our adrenaline down to lead into probably one of the bigger matches of the night if that if it happens to be on the main card if not be a fun match to start the show off yeah um next we have uh this one i think i'm ready for this storyline to end but i think the match is gonna be great uh chris jericho versus ricky starks with the jas band from ringside yeah no i'm i mean i think this one is pretty self-explanatory that it just, it needs to be done. Um, and I think it does end at revolution. Um, I see Ricky Starks winning, um, after I, I mean, do we see someone added to JAS? I don't know. Um, I don't, I can't think of anyone else on the card that would come out to kind of help Jericho be, you know, distract Ricky Starks long enough for Jericho to steal the win. Um, I think Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho are about to put on a really good one-on-one match without the group. Um, We saw it with Jericho against Action Andretti, uh, where JAS was nowhere to be seen during that match. Um, So I think you're going to get – but with this one, you'll get a longer, better battle between those two. Um, A lot of back-and-forth bunch of near falls but i think ricky starks wins this one yeah i feel like this one's i think i think he's gonna kick out of the judas effect the code breaker 
I feel like everything that Jericho is going to throw at him, I think Ricky Starks is just going to kick out. And I think Ricky Starks, um, I can't remember what his finisher move is. Do you know what his finisher move he's is? He's got two of head? them. He's got the spear, but he's got Rush Shambo. Yeah, I think Rush Shambo. Yeah, I think Rush Shambo. That's yeah. I think that's how he's going to end the match, unless he steals a like steal a win with a roll up. Or <laughs> I would like this just because I, I think Ricky Starks would be a, just a cocky face at this one, but have him use the Judas effect to knock out Chris Jericho for a victory. I think that'd be a different, uh, different spin. But I think I think Ricky Star- Starks is going to win this one clean. I think this is going to end the feud with the with the JS and Action Andrade and <laughs> and of course you know our Ricky fabulous Ricky Starks. But I think this is going to lead up to I think this is uh, going to be the start of hopefully Garcia versus Jericho. I still feel like they're hinting at that for either the next big special or for the next pay-per-view. So I feel like that might be the other talking point coming out of this match. Yeah. And I think from this one too, from the, uh, from Starks, I think this is also his redemption story of winning gold again Um, to this story. I see because of what we saw on Wednesday with Hobbs winning that ladder match, I see Hobbs winning the TNT title and him and Starks reigniting their feud. Um, I feel like that one, it had a couple of good moments, but I feel like it didn't really end the way it should have, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's And I see, I kind of see, I don't want to say Hobbs is a transitional TNT champ. I want to see him have a decent run with the belt, but I, I do want to see Ricky Starks and Hobbs one more time um, and see ricky starks actually go into 2024 with the tnt title yeah i agree um i, I don't know ethan uh, agrees with what we were just talking about i'm hoping this is the last um match for now with jericho and starks in this storyline yeah i uh, i agree with you ethan on that one i it's time they put this story to rest it's i feel like when we watch the video package tomorrow night for the match i feel like it's all gonna make sense and I think it's like I said, I think it'll be a great way to cap off, you know, one of the longer stories. And hopefully the next Jericho story and the JS story, hopefully they kind of I guess t- tweak it a little bit. Because if it's the same thing over and over again, I get it, it's sports entertainment um, you know, segment and faction, but I feel like you need to improve it just a little bit more. Yeah, no, and and like Ethan said, I I am I think we're both in agreement, all all of us are in agreement that. We hope that this is the end of that story, and then both men can go off to their um, next individual storylines and everything like that. Yeah. Um, the next one, this one's the most controversial. I think tag match uh, we're gonna have on, you know, on a pay per view. A lot of not negativity, but a lot of criticism uh, around this one. But the AEW Tag Team Champions um, with the Gun Club going in as champions, uh, the acclaimed. Uh, good old slap nuts, double J and J lethal, and then orange Cassidy and Downhausen. Uh, this one's a very interesting build. Very weirdly that with the, the other two teams they have going into this, you know, one's a rematch and the other one, you know, is taken over for best friends. So what is your thought? What's your, what is your thoughts with this build and then going into it's, the match? Like, it's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent about it. I'm giddy. Because we finally get to see Danhausen on like a main card, like I am, I'm a huge Danhausen mark. Like I love Danhausen. So to see him and Orange Cassidy now in like a, a big pay per view match instead of seeing Danhausen on the pre show, like it, it's it's thrilling to me. Like I I feel like this is kind of also another redemption for Danhausen because he's such a popular wrestler. Um, everybody loves him, you know. Um, Love that Danhausen, you know, uh, as his YouTube channel says. <laughs> um, but I'm so thrilled about it, you know, and I'm glad that him and Orange Cassie, you know, despite it's not, you know, Orange Cassie um, not doing double duty, you know, you know, defending the All Atlantic. But I mean, him and Danhausen tagging to be in this match is is actually thrilling. But then on the other side, I'm like, I. Think feel like we've seen this feud between the guns acclaimed and Jay and, and Jay, uh, Jeff Jarrett too much. I mean, how many matches did the acclaim and Jeff, Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay lethal have with each other, you know, um, how long has the gun club been, 
healing it up with uh, the acclaim. So, I mean, it's it's almost like Danhausen and Orange Cassidy is like just thrown in there, but it does make me happy that Danhausen's getting a match. So I'm kind of indifferent about it. I know everybody's like all up in arms, like, oh, it should have been FTR, should have been FTR. First of all, I don't think FTR has had enough time um, for their break uh, from AEW um, to just be thrust back into the uh, into pay-per-view match like that. I Like I said, I do see it maybe a setup for FTR to come back because as much as much as I want to see Danhausen and Orange Cassidy win as a shocker, and just to see Danhausen hold gold, I I do I do see the guns retaining here and setting up a future storyline with FTR. You know, I think that's um, I'm almost on the same page with you on that one. I feel like um, there's two things that I can see happening with this coming um, Sunday. I see either I see FTR hopefully returning um, that night. Because I think the Guns are going to win this one. I think the Guns are going to come in. I think they're going to win. And I think FTR, this will set up their return. Um, I have seen a couple of reports that um, have stated that FTR is going to be the ones to dethrone, you know, the Guns. But they said the same thing last year with the Acclaimed. So um, I think the Guns will retain this one. And I think the other major story I'm looking forward to is going to be... Um, I, I think I think it's going to be something with Best Friends. I think... I think I think Orange Cassidy, Dan House, and the best best friends kind of split and they go their own ways. And I think that this is going to set up to a match either at um, either on Dynamite or just a short term feud, but between best friends and then Dan House and Orange Cassidy. I mean, I could see that, um, but yeah, I, I I do feel like it is time that you kind of split because there are too many factions in AEW right now that you could start splitting teams up, um, especially Dan Howes and Orange Cassie and best friends. I feel like at this point, Trent and uh, um, um, Chuck um, could could fare well as a tag team like they've done in the past through their whole wrestling history. Um, I see after this match, you know, Orange Cassie kind of going off on his own again with the All-Atlantic. And then, you know, Dan Housen doing his thing or even – you know, sticking with Orange Cassidy yeah. and having Orange Cassidy and Danhausen as like the weird, the the two weird <laughs> friends. You know, the weird friends. Yes, I like that. Um, Aiden, what is your what is uh, who do you think is going to win this match, and what is your opinions on the whole build up uh, to this World Tag Team Title Match at Revolution? Um, I don't really have a huge opinion on the build for it. I think like it's been built fine. I, I do enjoy watching. No, I, think I don't. Team. I don't particularly like the uh, where the tag team scene is at right now. When you consider that you've gone from Revolution in 2020 of Hangman Page and and uh, Kenny Omega versus the Bucks to where now the Guns are tag team champions, and I'm not trying to knock the Guns or anything. It's just they're not on the same level as the Bucks. I would say, and it, yeah. it just feels like the tag team scene has fallen a long way. It feels like the TNT title scene. Uh, back in just before Joe got the belt, it does kind of fill out that weird. Um, I, don't know, I guess it's like it's just weird to see the transition a little bit. I feel like one thing that FTR did well with before they you know took their break was bring the acclaimed up to their level. I feel like they're the only team right now that has that, um, has that energy going in, yeah, you know, have the energy going in, and then just a weird shock of a loss that made a lot of people upset. Um, so who do you see winning this match? I see the guns retaining. I don't see Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal holding gold, as funny as that would be. Uh, I don't see Orange Cassidy and Danhausen holding gold because OC already has gold. Danhausen doesn't really need it to get over. Mm-hmm. And then the only other option that could really feasibly win is the acclaimed. But because I'm predicting FTR comes back, I don't think they're going to want to run a claim versus FTR because I feel like that would be face versus face unless they run FTR as heels, which would I could see it happening because right now AEW kind of has an obsession with running. Oh, this company sucks angles and FTR would definitely be one of those teams to be in that angle. Yeah, I can see that. 
Um, especially, well, I think I think it's going to be the guns because did you see that uh, picture they posted after they won the titles with them drinking Dax's favorite tequila? Yeah, I did. That was, that so, was cheeky. Yeah. I like that. I love that cheeky little hint. And with reports saying that FTR is um, in talks with Tony Khan and coming back, I think that's going to be... Um, I think that's gonna be a possibility for tomorrow night. I think there's a couple of returns, but we'll get I'll get to that a little bit later. Um Hasten says, Hey guys, how are you guys doing today? Uh, good. I'm doing good. It's a Saturday, yeah. so it's it's good. Saturday yeah. before pay-per-view, so Revolution yeah. Eve. I'm so excited for this one. We're um me and my fiance, we're gonna go get some snacks and some yummy you know, adult beverages for tomorrow. If we watch <laughs> it here. So understandable, understandable. Yep. Um, Sunk, um, Sunky, um, he thinks he, for the main event, he's predicting MJF will win. Um, we'll get to our predictions on that a little bit later. Thank you so much, um, Sunky, for uh, watching. It's always a pleasure to see a new face in our comments every week when we do uh, this podcast. So thank you. All right. Uh, the next one we have TNT champion Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. Uh, this one can go either way. Um, I, I feel like they're leaning towards Wardlow getting the title back and having a program with Hobbs that didn't really finish because Samoa Joe kind of inserted himself into that story. Um, and so I, I do see Wardlow winning and, and setting up the continuation of his feud with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT title. I feel like this is going to be a back and forth, like hard hitting match. Um, there's going to be a lot of, you know, outside beating up. Um, I think you'll get a Hobbs appearance either on the stage watching or up in like the stands watching. Um, but I do see Wardlow coming out and winning the title again for would be a second time as TNT champ. Yeah. So it'd be his, yeah. So I see him winning it for a second time. What about you, Aiden? Um, man, I hate to agree, but I think it's going to Wardlow because I feel like this TNT title has just been just hot potato between people. Joe is on his second reign. Darby has had uh, two reigns. Uh, Sammy's had three. Cody has had, I think, two or three. He had two, I believe. Yeah. yeah. He had, no, he had three. He had three. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. He had, okay. he had three. And I know it's just going to go to Wardlow. And then I think because they're, they're probably doing the, the Wardlow versus Hobbs match on the Dynamite after Revolution. So, because that's, I think that's how the trend has been so far for most of them, hasn't it? I believe so, yes. So yeah. that just means Wardlow is going to get not even a weak reign and he's going to be labeled as a two time. It just devalues the championship. Like, yeah, I feel like you have to hit a reset button after this match. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was. And I think I think was. that's where my my statement comes in to where you have Hobbs win it, hold it for a while, and 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 possibly at all out, have him have a match with Ricky Starks. Yeah, um, I, I like that a lot. That's like yeah, that's something no, I definitely agree with. Yeah, that that and then have Ricky Starks winning it all out and hold on to it going into twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's one of those ones that, to be honest with you, I think it's gonna be a great match, but I feel like. It's got to be, I think it's got to be Wardlow. And hopefully he'll hold on to it for at least a month. I'm hoping give him some kind of decent reign before you plop Powerhouse Hobbs in there. I'll almost use it like a Money in the Bank kind of themed story where he, he where you just have, you know, Powerhouse just hiding in the wings. Is he going to cash in? Is he going to cash in? That kind of, you know, moment where it's on his terms, not Wardlow's. And I think if you build it right, it'd be a good transition into Hobbs. And hopefully Hobbs will have it for at least a few months because that championship used to mean something. And I feel like when they had, did the whole Ward, though, Darby, Joe, that whole hot potato between those guys, it kind of, like, like you guys said, it kind of devalued that championship a little bit. I think it lost. I mean, you had Brody Lee had it for a while and that it kind of, built up and then you had Cody getting it back um, and kind of put more value on it. But then you had someone like, um, you know, Sammy Guevara win it and actually um, have some, you know, some, well, actually it was actually Miro who actually put more steam on that title um, 
but now, yeah, like like Aiden said, it's just been hot potato too much to where it's like, can we just have someone hold that title for a little longer, please? Yeah, I hope it's um, – I'm really hoping for the better on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it, it's like just it, been – It's sorry. just hard to care about the championship, you know? Almost the same thing with the TBS championship at this point. You know, it's just – you're. It's almost like how WWE did that for a while with the you know United States champion, the tag titles, the you know um, crap. What is their Intercontinental Championship? There you go. Where they did it with those like where the, that second title too, like you know your main title was just used as a prop instead of a championship and prestige. There was nothing there with that. So I'm hoping that I need them to hit the reset button. I think this pay per view is going to be a huge reset button to AEW. And I think there's going to be a lot of big changes coming in after the show. I think the problem is that we've said that we've said reset button for like <laughs> yeah. the past few pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah. We all thought full gear was going to be a reset and it just seems like a lot of stories from that are just being rehashed. Anyways, I just give Tony, Tony some, not, not um, excuse or anything, but He's got to make these mistakes, and hopefully it won't be too late time he realizes some of the mistakes he's making. Hope so. <laughs> I, I don't want this company to fail. I love AEW. Yeah. Right? They're still putting on great stories and matches every week. It's just most of this pay-per-view is kind of a rematch, um, but there's a few that I think will save it, or at least will help save it. So um, next one, let's go with the Trios Champions. Um, the elite um, taking on the House of Black. Uh, this is this is where you definitely need to pull the trigger and give the House of Black the titles. I mean this this group has been built um, tremendously for about a year and a half. Um, you know when it all started with Malachi bringing in Brody King, um, and then out of nowhere here comes you know Buddy Matthews. So now you have these three men who just. And then you add Julia Hart to it, and now you got a group that's just probably one of the best things going, I believe, in AEW. Um, and, and honestly, I feel like this is where you pull the trigger and you give um, House of Black, you know, their due and give them the title. Yeah, I think I think you need to pull the trigger on it. Um, I did like the I've did, I love the dominance they've had lately, and I. I don't think a short build, but I loved how they built this match. I feel like this was actually a really good build for what two to three week build at that, because you had the House of Black um, static, you know, part of the Elite video package, and then you had you know that whole attack on this Wednesday's Dynamite where it was just them coming out to do a promo, lights go out, the attack the Elite, lights go out again, they're holding the titles. And then you had that 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 spooky vignette backstage. Um, did you guys did you guys like the build for this one, or do you think they should have done a little bit better with it? Like, what's your guys' take on it? I am firmly against this build. It's uh, I'm a little bit disappointed because there was like I just asked myself, what is House of Black's motivation for attack for like this attack against the elite? And obviously, you could say yes for the titles, but for a while. Uh, especially once they came back, it was against Brandon Cutler that uh, they were like saying, "Oh, it's just the people you associate yourself with that are part of the problem." But like we don't, we still don't know what that problem is. Um, and so I want to, maybe they'll like expand on it after this pay per view. But I really think they could have, if with given more time, they could have built a really like neat story with it. And at one point, they also said. Uh, they, House of Black said, pointing fingers while holding the shovel that dug the grave of others. They they just don't did not get to elaborate on anything they meant by these uh, by these like remarks. Is it like when I heard that I was like, is it possible they're talking about CM Punk because they're blaming CM Punk even though you could maybe from their point of view it was them who did something. I don't know. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it's never explained. I, I I agree with you on that. Um, I feel like they they could have gone a little more explanation with things. And flushed out the story a little bit better. Um, I feel like they, I think they will. I think this is just more of a starting off point. I don't think the I don't think that I, don't, I think that we will get rematched um, with whoever wins this one. I really do think it's going to be House of Black winning the titles, though. 
on this match, but I feel like they're going to really flush it out and actually have something happen with the Elite and House of Black, uh, either for the next pay-per-view or do we do Blood and Guts? You know, like, just where do we go from here with that with those trio titles where it means something? Because you had a great Best of Seven series, you know, with the Lucha Bros. So what, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen with this one. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Aiden on this one. I don't think it was the greatest of builds. Um, I think you could have expanded on a lot of the backstory of why House of Black did target um, uh, the elite. Um, I feel like this is just them just saying, "Okay, hey, th- we got three weeks for this match. Let's try to do something, and House of Black's going to win." Uh, I think this is just the the time where the elite kind of pass the trios titles to a team that you know that are um well deserving of the titles um and can probably have some really good trios matches um i mean you could see them maybe defending against dark order um because we can see in my sense i can kind of sense that the dark order is going back to their whole darker side of a of a group um, so the matches you could have between Dark Order and House of Black would just be phenomenal uh, with the trios titles because um, you would have, you know, uh, Reynolds, uh, Silver, and um, um, I'm blanking on his name, Evil Uno, you know, team up and take on the House of Black on a series of matches, and they'd all be really good. Yeah, I'm hoping that this is, uh, like I said, it- I really want House of Black to win this. I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be. If, I will say this. I will say this. If House of Black doesn't win, this is just, and I'm not being a dick about it, just, just elite burying teams. And that's unfair. Yeah. That's and, just my view. If well, the elite yeah. do not allow to the House of Black to win, then, then their elites, all they're doing is getting more heat on themselves for not allowing other teams to shine. Yeah. Because I feel yeah. like they've kind of made amends a little bit with the fans, but. This I think uh, just be bad. I feel like it's just if House of Black loses, they're just ultimate. They just there's nothing they can do. They they didn't Malachi Black failed to win the All Atlantic Championship. They couldn't beat Darby Sting and Miro at All Out. They miss full gear. They come back, lose on their return. It's just it's not good. They can't yeah. get little broed so many times in a row. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. So House of Black and unanimous decision. All right. Um, okay, so next we have the uh, three-way for the Women's uh, World Championship between Jamie Hayter, Soraya, and Ruby Soho. I um, see Jamie Hayter retaining. Um, I think she's got – I mean, they, they also got to set up the story of AEW Originals versus Invaders. Um, I don't see so, – I don't see Soraya winning that title at all um, because of the, yeah, she's, she's starting to come back a little bit in the ring, but she's still a little rusty to where you don't know where her injury is going to take her fully. I mean, one bad move and she may be out again and you don't want to put the title on someone that, that has those issues. Um, And Ruby, you know, as much as I'd love to see her finally shine, because um, I used to I used to see her on the independents when she was Heidi Loveless, um, and that persona. I've seen her at a couple of independent shows when she was in that her, that that character. Mm-hmm. And so, as much as I'd love to see her win it, I I also don't think she will because she also had that chance when Britt Baker was champion, um, and and she came up short. So I see Jamie Hayter retaining, but also this setting up to finally seeing where Ruby actually has her alliance, um, whether with the originals or with the invaders. Yeah, that it's definitely going to be hard to see anybody else winning this match. Uh, I think you need to have Hater win a little bit more. I think you got to, before she loses the title, I think you got to give her that, that big run with the belts. I think I think if you you book her to lose this match, I feel like this is just showing that you're burying your future, especially if Soraya wins this one. Like I don't, I think she will be champion eventually, but like Adam said, 
you know, with her just coming back from injury and all this, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's her time. I think if she does come back, this right here will push more of the fan base away from AEW. Yeah, I think they're when I think of this match, there's there, I split it up into different percentages of people's chance to win. I think there's only one that has a zero percent chance of winning, and that's sadly Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho is my favorite uh, women's wrestler in AEW. I've gotten to see her versus Josh Alexander. I bring I know I bring it up every time, but I love that <laughs> match so much. And, it's a good uh, match. It's very fun, but it's just this doesn't really make sense for her to have the title right now. Uh, I feel like there's, it has to be someone who is going to be like a focal point of this AEW originals versus outsider storyline. And so when I like tell myself that, I think there's an 80% chance that hater retains here, but there's still a scary 20% chance that Soraya wins. And I'm not saying scary because I like dislike Soraya. It's just I don't think it's the right decision to put the belt on her because, A, you know, obviously you guys were talking about her injuries, and just, B, I think Hater is just – it might be the best wrestler in the women's division right now. So I think she should keep the belt for a bit longer, plus to establish it more. No, and I, and I agree because looking at the women's division right now, I feel like there's a lot more, um, I guess, stories being told with the women's division, and I feel like there's a lot more momentum shifting their way to where um, Kenny said it best on uh, his uh, podcast with Renee Young that these women are starting to gun for the men's spot in the cards. And if they can keep this up, um, I hope that we see more stories like this with the women's division. I feel like there's so much to be told. And I do feel like it's kind of negative, even though I don't like the championship, but having that TBS title is on not on the card right now, unless they do a surprise, you know, match, you know, tomorrow where, you know, where Jade comes out and challenges, you know, does an open challenge. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping for in this match. Hater needs to retain. I, like I said, I think she needs to retain in this one. I, and, and that's another thing too, because I guess um, I, I almost sent you guys another article that I read um, that the reason why we're not seeing Rebel right now is because she was more so of like a player in like the heelish tactics of uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, but now the focus, I guess, is they're trying to keep Hayter and Britt faces right now, so they really don't need Rebel. Um, but yeah, no, I do, I, I do think I, I'm with Aiden on that one. There is that percentage that Soraya may win the title, but again, that's that's just going to draw your fan base away. I think it's yeah. just like have y- have y'all seen the rating spikes when Soraya's on? So, like. <sighs> She has been drawing, so that's why it's scary. And, but I don't think Totacon is one to just automatically go with whoever draws the most. So that's why it's comforting to know that. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think this is going to lead into something bigger. Um, I, do, I think we're going to see hints of a heel turn or, you know, a turn on um, from Brit. I think that will be another key point coming out of this match. But I think they're going to wait until after like a Blood and Guts or a Originals versus Outsiders uh, match. I mean, I can see this um, if rumors are true and talks of it. I could see this to where you have um, Ruby aligning herself with Britt, Jamie, and possibly Sheeta, and have those four women take on, um, you know, Tony Storm, um, Soraya. Maybe Athena, and then a surprise Mercedes Monet at, at uh, a Forbidden Door in a four, in That'd a cool. eight woman tag match. I mean, that could be. Then you got all these. Now you got all the women on uh, all those eight women on the card at Forbidden Door. Yeah, that'd be a cool way to do it, especially because last year where there was what only one women's match on Forbidden Door, or was there two? I think there was only one. I, I, yeah, I was. I can't remember who the match was. But I feel like now with Monet being part of you know New Japan, I feel like that's going to be. I think that's going to be something big with Forbidden Door Part Two. So yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow with this match, and hopefully uh, our worst nightmare will not come true. Just good to see Ruby Soho in a, in a full on match again. That's for sure. It's good to see her actually be on a tile picture, even though it might just be brief. 
All yeah, right. you only had you only had one last year on that. You had Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes. All right, and then we have the Texas Death Match between Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley. So great. I think this will be a great way to finish off the story. I think the video package for this is going to be super amazing. I feel like this is going to really sell the match. Uh, actually, probably one of the better builds on this card, my professional opinion. So um, who do you guys uh, see coming out of this Texas death match as a champion? Or not champion, but as a, as as the winner. Um, This is a toss-up. Uh, you could go with either guy. Um, because either guy, you know, I, I mean, Moxley's had a hell of a year, um, you know, stepping up during the whole uh, all out scum scrum and, um, stepping in to be AEW champion until MJF took the title. Um, I mean, but I feel like this is a time where you could let Hangman Page win a big pay per view match. Um, cause we've seen through the year, John Moxley win some decent big time pay-per-view matches. So, and I, I think it's been a while since we've seen page win a big time pay-per-view match. So I think this is where you, you give page the win. I would be okay with either guy winning, um, just because I like both of the guys. I like both, both wrestlers. Um, so, um, but I do, I, I probably feel more that this is the time where they give Hangman Page or pay-per-view win. Yeah. What about you, Aiden? What do you, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I think this one's going to Hangman just because, you know, Mox has beaten him twice, and then Hangman's beaten him once. But um, I think that because if you're not counting the the first one where Mox knocked him out, I think it should count. I think it makes a better story of Hangman got knocked out by Moxley. He wasn't prepared for how dangerous he actually is. But I think that if Hangman wins here, it could be a huge boost to his confidence. And that boost in confidence can lead him to coming back to the, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega after they lose their titles, where the Young Bucks and Kenny might be in one of their lowest places after losing and then Hangman might be in one of his best after beating Moxley. I like that. Um, I, I too have uh, Hangman winning this one. Uh, I think Moxley's due for a vacation, hopefully. Hopefully he doesn't have to bleed as much on this vacation. Because, yeah, this is going to be this is gonna be a bloodbath. I, I want to see barbed wire. I want to see glass, light tubes, forks. I want to see just everything be thrown at these two guys. I want them to outgross each other when it comes to this. I want to see I want to see like how far they can take this match. Um like I said Hangman has to win this. He has to win this. Like they caught lightning in a bottle with this story just from an accidental knockout. So I think Hangman's going to stand tall with this one. And like Aiden said, I think after the elite lose if that's the direction, I think this will be a good way to you know mend that friendship again. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of craziness through the arena uh, in this match. Um, you're going to see a lot of crazy spots as well. Um, so I'm I'm actually looking forward to watching this match. I know we've seen um, Hangman in a numerous Texas Death Match uh, or yeah Texas Death Matches. Um, when what was the did has Moxley have a Texas Death Match? I felt like he has. Yeah, he had it with Archer. Here in that, Dallas, he, no, he lost was that, that one. Hangman. That was Hangman. No, he also had oh. one for the United States uh, for the IWGP US title. Oh, you're right, you're right with the, the IWGP. Okay, that was the different promotion. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, like so, this is gonna be just much fun. I'm ex I'm excited for this one. To be honest with you, I think this one actually might steal the show. I think I think this is gonna be the most talked about match, um, aside from the main event. So, yeah, I think I feel like Hangman's got this one. What um what do you guys think? Hangman or Mox? I say hangman. 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 Awesome. All right. And now it comes down to the main event. Man, this is gonna be a long one. I hope you guys are gonna drink your monsters and energy drinks for this one. Um, the biggest story going into AW right now, we have MJF the king of AEW, the world heavyweight champion, going up against the challenger, 
the Dragon. He is the greatest Ring of Honor world champion, Brian Danielson. Uh, this is going to be a great match. I'm excited to see how it goes and to see um, <laughs> what break spots they're going to have in there for the fans to catch their breasts because both these guys look incredible going into this match. Um, do you guys think that this is a great call for them to do a one-hour Iron Man match? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Aiden. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you're good. Go. But I think MJF is so – I don't want to say slept on in the ring because every time he wrestles, people are like, oh, man, he's so good. But I think it, it's like people are just like, oh, I, I just want to see him wrestle a lot more. And so what's more than, you know, having an actual match that is just going to be one hour long? I'm just very excited to see how this match ends because I predict that MJF is going to win, but I don't know how. I don't know if it goes to like an overtime and where it goes to a sudden death. I don't know if it's like uh, Danielson trying to tap him out at the last possible minute, but he just doesn't give in. It's There's so many ways that it can go, and I'm very excited to see yeah, no, I'm with I'm with Aiden on this one. Um, we finally get to see MJF at his peak in this match, um, just because of so many people saying like we don't see MJF wrestle a lot, you know. Um, I mean, Bully Ray says it on Busted Open all the time. He goes, "I want to see more MJF matches. You don't see a lot of MJF matches." <laughs> and I mean, if you've seen some of the posts that MJF have made. The guy is ripped. He is probably in one of the best shapes of his life right now. Oh, this is the best um, shape he's ever been in. I've, yeah, I've never seen him in a shape like this, and he looks ready to go. Um, so I, I also do see MJF winning. I don't know how he's going to win, um, whether there's going to be times where um, there's going to be near falls and, and um, time is starting to go down to where he goes to his heel tactic of, you know, grabbing the ropes and having the ref push Brian away until time runs out for, for the hour draw. Um, or, you know, whether he finds some cheating tactic to, to score the lat, the, the pinfall right before the time's up. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be a great match. Um, this is probably going to be one of the best matches MJF has in AEW. This is going to be his proving point for sure. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this one. There's a, like, I don't know. It's just, I can't see him losing. All I know is going out of this, what's next for Brian Danielson and who will be the next challenger for MJF. Like, that's what I see. They're both going to be super strong. Like, I feel like this is going to be one of the best iron matches of not just a W, but of either company. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and I'm not, I'll say it, I'm not shitting on the Iron Man match that Brett Mike, uh, Brett, Brett Michaels, Brett Hart. And I love Sean Brett Michaels. Had. I love Brett Michaels. Um, I, it, it's not shitting on that Iron Man match that they had. Um, I mean, that one was a classic. But this one is just going to be, just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a modern day, like just blood, sweat, and tears kind of Iron Man match where both men are going to just give everything they can until, you know, both of them are breathing heavy at the end and are just both exhausted. Um, so, yeah, no, and with MJF, I mean, you've got either, you know, I, I mean, you saw it with um, Danielson and uh, uh, Paige and Danielson and, and Omega. Um, where they had time limit draws. I mean, especially with uh, Paige. Uh, Danielson wrestled Paige twice, you know, and they were both good matches. So I can probably see this match going to MJF and then having one more match at all in. That'd be cool. Great. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And then have a good build and then go from there. Yeah. So. But, all right. Well, that was um, that was the full card. Um, you oh, you're have... mis- no, you're Did missing I... one. I'm missing one. You're missing one. You're missing the uh, the zero hour pre match of um, Briscoe Brothers and oh, Briscoe I forgot and, about uh, the Lucha Brothers. 
dang it, because I was I forgot yep. about the, that one. And then uh, the okay, so all right, we're gonna go into the zero hour now because <laughs> I guess it would help if I scroll all the way down to see the zero hour card. Um, we have two matches on zero hour. We have uh, Mark Briscoe and Luch Bros versus Ari Davari and the Varsity Athletes. Um, I feel like this one's kind of one sided. I think the Briscoes and Lucha Bros are gonna win this one. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely a Briscoe, uh, Mark uh, Mark Briscoe Lucha Brothers win right there for them. Yep, definitely agree. They're uh, they're even featured on Dark. I think either tomorrow or tonight or tomorrow, or oh, something sweet. to prepare for the match. Yeah. And then um, oh, I almost forgot. There's the Blackpool Combat Clubs, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta versus Dark Orders, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Uh, I mean, as much as I'd like to see Dark Order steal a win here just to get some momentum and just see Dark Order and Paige sweep the, the night, um, I do probably see Yuda and Claudio winning this one. Nice. I agree with that, yeah. I think as um, yeah, I think that one's I think it's gonna be Claudio and Mila Yuda. Like I will, I think there's gonna be something with the Dark Order that's gonna kind of lead into after this. At least that's how my fantasy brain has been working, but who knows? Because us wrestling fans over predict everything, apparently. <laughs> um, so I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be a fun, like, little pre-show. Um, hope, hopefully, they have one more match announced. Um, do you guys have any uh, predictions, like, on maybe people coming back tomorrow, or um, maybe a surprise match that will be announced? Uh I mean. The only thing I can think of is, is like we've been talking about, maybe an FTR appearance showing up after the tag team match. Um, and then maybe a Jade Cargill surprise open challenge. Yeah, I can see and that. That's about it. I mean, I don't – I'm just expect just because that one-hour Ironman match, I'm not expecting a lot. Um, a lot of, like, debuts or returns or surprises like that. Yeah. What about you, Ian? Um, I think this is just going to be just a, a pure card. I don't really see. I could see, um, yeah, like like we said, maybe FTR. I don't see CM Punk coming back quite yet. Uh, I don't see. I don't see Mercedes Monet. I don't see. I don't see Chris Statlander coming back yet. Um, yeah, if, if anything is added in the next. Well, I guess today, leading up to the day of the pay-per-view, it would probably be like Swerve versus Keith Lee, but they didn't announce that yesterday, so I doubt that it's going it's gonna to be on Which the I'm kind of disappointed that that story didn't make it onto the card. I agree. I think they definitely – I think both guys deserve a spot. Swerve has been phenomenal. I think Swerve can be one of AEW's top heels. Once uh, MJF is beaten for the championship, he can yeah. take that spot. I agree. Um, the only thing I can see is I guess I can see Swerve and Keith Lee being um, announced. Um, the other thing I could the one that I'm leaning towards besides the FTR is uh, Chris Statlander, just because they have they put out a shirt that has like the revolutionary kind of font and logo with with you know for her. Um, and then the other thing is she was she's been there the last couple days. She's doing some charity stuff. She's doing um, a bullying thing for I think. Uh, children's cancer or something with children. Um, so I can see, I can see Chris Stanlander coming back tomorrow. I don't think I, if you do, I don't think you see her getting an action, but you see her as an appearance. Yeah. I, I you kind of maybe, can maybe you get a segment where, um, you know, Jade is appears, but not defend the title, but say, you know, at the next pay-per-view, like all in or something like that. Like I'm looking for someone that, can beat me finally, and then maybe you could see Chris Statlanders on the stage. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, well, that is going to do it for our prediction show here on the All Elite Zones Talking Elite. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Make sure you guys leave a comment down below uh, what match you guys are looking forward to. Um, I know for me, I am looking forward to the Texas Death Match. I think that one's going to be my favorite match on the card. Um, before I head off, uh, what, what about you guys? Um, what what will be your what is your favorite match prediction going to be? Or steal or show stealer? Um, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna go with I'm I'm tied. I'm gonna go either with the main event between MJF and uh, Brian Danielson, 
or I'm going to go with the trios tag team match. I was going to awesome. say the trios tag team match or the the buried match, the buried alive the match. Buried match between yes, between Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. It's like I said, it's going to be a fun pay per view. Um, on paper, it sounds like it's going to be killer. And hopefully they, you know, hopefully after this, they just get, I don't know what you said before with the, <laughs> with full years, but we just got to keep the momentum going. And hopefully this will, uh, this pay-per-view will go off and be one of the best ones in the last couple of years. Because I think this one's got something special with it. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited for it. All right. Same. Well. We'll, we'll be back here um, Tuesday night, um, starting our Tuesday night regularly. Um, we're going to be doing Talking Elite on Tuesday because the Ring of Honor being on Thursday night. Um, this Tuesday, we are having a, a two-parter episode. Aiden is a mad genius. Uh, he'll be co-hosting this show, and we'll be doing a Jeopardy slash trivia night on Tuesday where um, – We'll, he'll test our knowledge with AEW and wrestling in general. So I am super stoked and excited for that, Aiden. Thank you so much for putting that together. I love me some trivia, so this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And we'll also go over some – like we won't go into full detail with every match on the card, um, but we will also discuss uh, what our favorite key moments going on the pay-per-view was and if it kind of lives up to our expectations. And then um, we'll also be back, of course, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night next week. Um, for both Dynamite, Rampage, and the Ring of Honor watch-alongs. Um, so make sure you guys uh, subscribe for that. We do watch-alongs every week if you're a brand-new listener. Um, we also do um, Talking Elite, of course, every week. Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff coming up in the works. Um, Aiden has put a lot of work into uh, booking Elite. Um, so go check out Episode 1. It is a great, um, especially if you want to go see how he would have booked Full Gear, him and Connor. Um, so go check that out on our social media and our YouTube channel. Um, also, make sure you like us on Spotify, Podbeam, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at All Elite Zone One. Follow us on Facebook at All Elite Zone. We have announcements all the time coming up. Um, so hope you guys enjoy the show today. Adam, Aiden, is there anything you want to add before we sign off? No, just uh, yep. Just hope everybody enjoys the pay per view tomorrow, like us. All right. Well, I want to say thank you guys um, for coming on. My panel is always amazing. Aiden and Adam, you guys are amazing, incredible minds. Thank you guys so much for joining me on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. And everybody listening, thank you guys so much uh, for watching uh, Talking Elite. This is one of the most consistent um, podcasts when it comes to listeners. So I appreciate you guys and love you guys. So make sure you guys uh, check us back for Tuesday, and we will see you guys next time.